Welcome to A Better Way Podcast with your host, Ryan Haley. Learn to excel in business God's way, where the supernatural meets the practical. Experience a better way to succeed and learn from real-life business owners and entrepreneurs who have prospered in unconventional ways. Be inspired by their true stories and realize that prayer can become your practical source of provision when you embrace walking by faith and not human sight. And now, here's your host, Ryan Haley. We've got Ashley Terradez this week. Ashley is someone I noticed from the very first time he spoke up at Karis Bible College when I was a student last year. There was something about Ashley. I knew instantly this guy had something that I wanted to connect with, and I wasn't quite sure what it was until later, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But Ashley went to Karis Bible College, graduated, and became part of Andrew Womack Ministries, and just about five months ago, launched out on his own as part of Terradez Ministries with his beautiful wife, Carly, who's also still at Andrew Womack Ministries, in addition to doing their thing together as an amazing kingdom power couple. Ashley, thank you for coming on the show. We're really blessed to have you. Well, thanks for having us, Ryan. I'm, I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to talk about the things of God, so thanks for having me. Amen, absolutely. Well, one of the things that you talked about, at your, it was actually your inaugural uh, event back in April when you launched Terradez Ministries, and you had the Abundant Life Conference. And uh, you were talking about a lot of things with healing, which is really kind of something Carly's experienced a lot of uh, and has an anointing for, and you've got the finance anointing, and not that it's one or the other, but you, it's, an, it's an amazing combination of how God puts people together. But a story you told back in actually February at a Wealth Builders conference I attended was amazing about the miraculous supernatural sale of your home. Tell us about that story. Oh, our house in England, yeah. So this really was one of those stories where, you know, you couldn't make it up. You know, we had a house, our house in England, um, uh, we, we left England in 2008 and moved over to the States uh, to be a part of Andrew Warwick Ministries and Caris Bible College. And we rented the house out to some family friends and um, great family. Uh, they'd been, they've been renters there for 10 years now. And um, I just felt impressed. I've got to sell this house. It's obvious that I'm not going to go back and live in England. So I need to sell this house. But I was stuck. You know, I didn't want to sell it and then have to kick them out because they didn't want to move. I offered for them to buy it. I said, why don't you do a lease to own? Or whatever, but they didn't want to. They didn't want to buy it. They just wanted to stay renters, which is fine. So I felt really bad. I was like, I don't want to kick them out, but I don't. I know I can't keep it. So you know what? I turned to prayer. You know, it came to that. I, <laughs> I came like, to this. I came to prayer. It's amazing <laughs> how sometimes we think God's not interested in the in the business stuff. He's interested in our healing and the spiritual stuff. But when it comes to money, it's like he's not interested. God wants to get involved in every area of our Amen. life, however big or small. So. I prayed about it. I was like, Lord, what shall I do about this house? It's, this is your house, ultimately. Mm. There's some good Christian people, and I don't want to kick them out. Great family, been there 10 years. What should I do? And I prayed about it, and I just felt impressed. And at the time, I could look back, Ryan, and say, yeah, this was definitely God. But, you know, at the time, I wasn't 100% sure. I just had an impression. I just had, like, a feeling. Mm-hmm. Speak to a guy who's going to be speaking at this conference. You said the Wealth Builders Conference, and that's when it was. The Wealth Builders, I think it was in January. And I just felt impressed, like, this guy who's going to be one of the speakers at the conference is going to have your answer. Um, his name's Dan Dyer, a friend of mine. I said, He's had, he has your answer. So uh, I said to my wife, Carly, I said, you know what? I think Dan Dyer's got our answer for our house. And this is about a month or two before the conference. And she said, honey, you have his cell phone number. Just call him. I was like, no, I have to wait till the conference. Hmm. When I get to the conference, he'll have my answer, which was a little bit bizarre. You know, I could have called him. But so, that's important because God's timing it was is God's really timing. important. He didn't have my answer until the conference. 
And really to tell this story, to give this story justice, I have to backtrack a little bit. And I hate it when people, you know, backtrack on stories and make them long, but this really is worth it, trust me. Absolutely. Um, but, but, you know, going back about three years before this, um, we didn't own a house in, in America. We owned a, we owned a house in England. We didn't own a house in America. And um, our, the church I go to, um, the pastor stood up and said, uh, I'm very involved in that church. And he stood up and said, we've only got one payment left before we pay this, house, this uh, church off. And, um, you know, I just I was st- stood there on the front row and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, you want to be debt free, don't you? I said, yes, sir, I want to be debt free. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, well, why don't you offer to pay the church off? So um, when the pastor came off the stage, I said, Pastor, I said, I want to make that last payment. He said, great, come and see me Monday morning in my office. So I went home that Sunday and I thought, oh, no, I don't know how much it is. I was like, it could be 20 grand. Like, <laughs> didn't count the cost ahead I of time. I was committed to something. I didn't know how much it was. Thank God, um, the next day when I went around to his office, he said, it's going to be $3,000. I was like, I can do that. So I wrote a check for $3,000. And when I gave him the check, he prophesied. And he said, you're going to have a $300,000 house. And God's going to pay for it supernaturally. Wow. And it was just a few months later, we bought a great house here in Colorado Springs or down in Colorado Springs. And um, it was a great house. We bought that about three years before our house in England sold. So now we had two houses. And then was at another conference and uh, Jesse Duplantis was a speaker. And he said, why don't you believe for something crazy? My wife was sat next to me and she leant over and she said, God's telling me to believe to pay both our mortgages off. Our mortgage here in America and our mortgage in England. And what year is this at this point? This was uh, about a year before um, the the transaction of my house. So we're talking about probably 2014, 2015. Now, that's impossible. I was like, there's no way. We owe like, you know, 80% probably roughly on both of them. There's no way I'm going to be able to pay off both mortgages. And she said, you know, in a year, God's going to pay off both mortgages in a year. I was like, there's no way. So I've learned, you know, married couples, if you can't believe your spouse, just don't say anything. So I was like, that's nice. That's nice, honey. But in the inside, I was like, mathematically, that's impossible. So anyway, God, God makes a way, right? So then fast forward a couple of years later, and I'm at this conference i go to this wealth builders conference this is the 2015 this wealth is tw- builders. Uh, 2015 wealth builders um and uh, there's uh, dan dyer i go to dan dyer i said dan i have this house here's the situation i've owned it for 10 years the renters have been in there blah, blah blah i lay all the figures out for him and he just looks at me with a blank face he said i've got nothing and i said uh, in the inside i said to him that's okay no problem but on the inside i was like what you're my answer and you've got nothing so that was that so i went to bed that night pretty disappointed then the next morning he runs and finds me. He said, Ashley, you've got to meet someone. He said, yesterday, he said, this girl came up to me who's also at this conference. You need to meet her. Now, this lady was English and um, she'd, been, she'd had an inheritance. She had some money come through and she'd prayed to God and said, God, how do I invest this money? She really wanted to get into real estate, but she did not want to find tenants. That was her biggest fear. And she didn't want to rehab her house and she didn't know where to start. So she prayed. She said, Lord, can you find me a house with tenants already in it? that I can just take over and I haven't got to look for tenants, draw up contracts, rehab the house, any of that. I can just... Turnkey. Turnkey rental house. Mm-hmm. Turns out she lived 30 minutes from my house in England. <laughs> Came to the conference specifically for that reason alone, to find a place for her investment. Goes to Dan Dyer, the same guy, and says, can you help me? I have this amount of money. I live in this place in England. You wouldn't so happen to have to know any real estate opportunities in England. And Dan says, funny you should say that. So he puts this together and it was within a few thousand dollars. I mean, it was actually her price range in her hometown, in her home state. I mean, everything just perfect. Um, so he did the deal and, there were, you know, there was no realtors. I mean, it was just excellent. We did the deal and it was such a win-win for both parties. She was able to get a turnkey rental situation. My renters were, were, uh, over, were over the moon. They were delighted because they didn't have to move out. 
Um, she didn't have to even take care of the property. It was just, they just, she just took over the rent. So she was getting the passive income from the rent. We got our money released and then we transferred the money from England straight over to, to America here. And exactly within a few hundred dollars paid off our house here in England, in, uh, in America, sorry, so, uh, here in Colorado. So the house in England, <laughs> we paid the mortgage off the house in England, right? We cleared the note, even though it wasn't our house anymore, we still paid the mortgage off. And then we brought the money over here to Colorado and paid our mortgage off here. So two mortgages got paid off in a year where my wife believed that at that conference. And our house here in Colorado has been valued at 330000 So now we have a $330,000 <laughs> house paid for, completely debt-free, supernaturally. And exactly what our pastor said, you know what, God's going to give you a $300,000 house paid for supernaturally. Now, you can't tell me God sent someone <laughs> from London, England, you know, 30 minutes away, sent them across to America to this conference in Denver, Colorado, and we get together and meet. I mean, it's just a total God thing, Ryan. So That's God can incredible. do incredible. Amen. That is incredible. So, and, and what was the exact dollar amount of the last payment of the church that you tied? Uh, it was 3300 And how, what was the price of your house again? Oh, it's been valued right at like three three hundred thirty thousand. dollars So it was just like really, exactly hundredfold increase in yeah. a year. And it's actually, um, yeah, what, what the pastor said, you're going to get $330,000 a house. Now, I'm, I didn't give, it's important for you, for your listeners to hear this, I didn't give in, with the idea of getting a house. Right. I think some I've been out of balance sometimes with I need a house. In fact, I was believing for a house and I actually sowed the seed, the 10% seed and everything else and I was believing for that house and um, that wasn't right because I was deciding what to believe for. We have to let the Holy Spirit prompt us in what to believe for. And when we give, we That's shouldn't good. give naming our seed saying this is my new car or this is my new house unless God leads us to do that. Because then we can get, you know, we can get very greedy and that's unfortunately one of the one of the downsides, if you like, or one of the bad bad points to the so-called prosperity gospel is name your seed. You want a new, you know, you need a $10,000 car, just sow $1,000 and name that seed. And I don't believe we can do that. I believe that if God leads us, that's one thing. But I believe when we give, we should give because we want to give and God will take care of the increase. I tell people this, I say, if we get serious about our giving and we give because we love the Lord and we want to give, God will get serious about our getting. And he has lots of ways to get resources and money to us. In fact, he has better ways to get it to his Ryan than we can ourselves. Amen. I think I don't know if it was you or somebody else who said this, but if you are addicted to giving, the Lord will support your habit. That's right. Yeah, I can't claim that one. I stole that. For, I stole that. I think that was, that was Mark Hankins. I stole that for. If you get addicted to giving, God will support your habit, and it really is like that. God gives seed to the sower, and if you get addicted to sowing, you know Jesus says, uh, I believe it's um, Acts. Oh man, I think it's ten thirty-five or maybe twenty thirty-five. I think it's Acts twenty thirty-five. Jesus says, "You know what? It's better. It's more blessed to give than to receive. If you give, it is more blessed than when you receive. So if you realize you actually get more blessed when you give than when you receive, man, you can't help but give because you're like, man, it's it's so much more fun to give than it is to receive. Man, I just want to give some more. And as you give, God gives you seed back again. You know. So Acts twenty thirty-five, one of my favorite verses." Um, Jesus says, you know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we see that in small ways, but you know, when they, when you start up in the ante and it starts getting into houses and cars, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know that I find, I'd always heard that. And that's one of those things you kind of hear. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That's, you know, good stuff. But I, I had a revelation of that on a deeper level in the last couple of months when I think it was Andrew was speaking at Karis and he said, just to be in the position where you're able to give to somebody makes you better off than the person who is in the position of needing to receive if you've got nothing because you're giving out of abundance, whereas that person might be in a desperate spot. And that's not, you know, 
that that's a blessing to be able to help them out and it's a blessing that God's getting to them but how much better to be the person in the position to be able to give out of abundance and overflow than needing one miracle after the next because you're going from crisis to crisis definitely it's more blessed you know when you had them resources you had that abundance is more blessed you know a quick story about that and it sounds like I'm boasting you know Paul says I speak like a fool well, I'm going to speak like a fool there for you a little go. bit because I'm boasting on God Amen. but you know we had this Cadillac and I bought this Cadillac SRX and I was driving it around and the Lord spoke to me and said this is not your car and my wife was driving it and she turned around and said to me, you know, that's not our car. So I was like, Within the same? Oh, within the same few weeks. Wow. So I was like, okay, this is definitely not our car. So I was like, Lord, whose car is it? Now we always pay cash for our cars, so we didn't have any lien on it or anything. I was like, whose car is this? And then a few weeks later, a friend of ours, his car completely went, went out and it was a terribly old car anyway. <laughs> and he said, and I said to him, hey, we've got a car you can borrow. We had three cars at the time. So we've got a spare car. Why don't you borrow my car? So I'll bring it to work tomorrow. So I brought it in and he turned around and said to me, you know what? He said, when he saw it, he said, I can't borrow that car. He said, it's too nice to borrow. He said, it's, I mean, it, it was a used Cadillac. It had some miles on it. So it wasn't like it was, an, I, I don't want the, your listeners to think, Ryan, this is like a brand new car. This was a used Cadillac, but it was a nice car. He said, this is too nice for me to borrow. I've never driven such a nice car. And I said, no, you're right. I said, you can't borrow it. And I pulled the title out and I pulled the keys out. I said, but you can have it. Oh, now, wow. he just, but we all, burst in, we all cried. We had a great cry. We had a praise <laughs> the Lord. But you know what? That broke the spirit of poverty on his life. Amen. And then about a month later, he got given a second car just out of the blue. So oh, him and his wife now had nice cars. And that broke the spirit of poverty. He came and visited me about a year later and said that changed his whole attitude towards finances. That was more than just a car. That was like it broke the spirit of poverty over him and the way he saw himself. And since that point, he's prospered financially. Wow. So giving. But I can honestly tell you, Ryan, it was more fun to give that. Wow. than receiving it. I mean, it was so much fun to give that and watch that spirit of poverty break over them and just be in the position to do that. So it's it's fun. I tell you, when you give things, it's fun. My, our goal as a married couple one day is to be able to give away houses, give away apartments, give away brand new cars and things like that. But you have to work up to it, you know? And you, a lot of people make an excuse. When I have the money, I'll start giving. No, right. we can give right now. We can give right now of a dollar. We can give with $10. We can give $100. And you start there Amen. and then you increase. Amen. I think that's so important that people don't realize you've always got something in your hand. Mm -hmm. Even I've heard, I think it was Kenneth Copeland had lint in his pocket, <laughs> got a pencil back in the offering. Then he sewed the pencil and got a 20 back. And you know, it's just like, you can't even make this stuff up. I heard a guy sewed lint and he got like four pairs of really nice jeans that were worth like $200. And he had, I mean, obviously nothing. He was sewing lint, right. but there's always something in our hand. And there's another testimony speaking of that, that I want, I want you to share with our listeners about, you know, for, for people who don't know you, Ashley, you are obviously, uh, you've been hustling since day one, since you were a little tyke, probably, you know, <laughs> buying and selling, just, you know, that kid probably yep. buying gum for 25 cents and selling it to your you know schoolmates for 50 cents or whatever it was back was in the me. day. Yep. Always doing that. So you clearly have an anointing, you have a, a gifting with this, but I think people don't realize even, you know, oh, well, Ashley, you know, he's still good at that. That's his thing. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But you actually have a course that you talked about at Wealth Builders called Buy, Sell, Repeat. That's right. And an amazing testimony. You started flipping literally empty boxes you found by not in by the by dumpster, dumpster. we have we have you know standards here that's important dis <laughs> distinction right i don't dumpster dive but these were next to the dumpster <laughs> next to it and yeah you're right it's called buy sell repeat and i want to help the body of christ make money make extra money and um, you know i believe that um, everyone can make some extra money and i believe the easier it is to make money the easier it is to give money so I like it when people find an easy way to make money, even if it's just a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. In fact, I tell people, you know, if you buy my course, I can guarantee you it won't make you a millionaire overnight. You know, it still takes work. So it's, it won't make you a millionaire overnight, but <laughs> it takes work. And it basically shows you how you can buy and sell things 
on Craigslist, on eBay, things like that. So uh, what I did was I thought I would, I would actually uh, document my own teachings. So I wanted a brand new iMac computer. They're like $2,200. But I, I couldn't justify it. I didn't need it. So I thought, you know what? I'll set myself a challenge. I'll buy and sell computers, which you're meant to lose money on, right? They always say you have to lose money on computers. You have to lose money on computers and cars. Well, I've never lost money on cars. I mean, I've lost wow. money on a few cars. But, you know, you know, that's like 95% of the cars I drive, I always make money on, even after I've had them for two or three years. So I've never lost money on cars, but I guess that's cheating because I used to own a car lot, so that's <laughs> cheating. But the computers, I'd never bought and sold computers before in my life. So I thought, I'm going to buy and sell computers and make enough money to buy this iMac, but I'm going to start with nothing, zero, zilch, no money down. And I looked for an opportunity and I found four empty iMac, these are Apple Macintosh iMac boxes next to a dumpster at an office building. And at first one, I've got to tell you the truth, <laughs> I was like, praise Jesus, God has supplied me with four brand new iMacs. Someone's just dumped four brand new iMacs. So I ran over the boxes, opened them up, and of course they were empty. But right then I thought, you know what, I wonder if someone, these computers are expensive, I wonder if someone would pay money for the boxes. So, you know, now with the internet, Ryan, we're so blessed. I pulled out my smartphone, I went on eBay right then and there, and within about 10 seconds, I found out. I went on eBay, I typed in iMac, empty box, and then this is the secret source here. I typed in, I clicked on completed listings or sold items. When you do that on eBay, it will show you exactly what people paid for them. And the ones in green show you this is what people actually paid for them. Things are worth what people are prepared to pay for. Right. That's why we're worth Jesus, because God paid Jesus for us, right? Amen. So p things are worth what people will pay for them. So I looked on eBay, and there was like 20 or 30 listings that that ended that week, and people had paid between $15 and $30 to $40 for each one of these boxes. And people say, actually, why would someone buy an empty iMac box? Well, if you've got a $4,000 iMac and you lost the box and you want to ship it, then that's the best way to ship them because they have all the you know the the styrofoam right, and that stuff. Right. If you're selling your four thousand dollar used iMac, it will add like two or three hundred dollars value if it's got the box of it. Sure. So that's why people will pay twenty or thirty dollars for those boxes. So I grabbed those boxes, put them in the trunk of my car. My wife was shaking her head; she was in the car. So like, what's he found this time? And we sold them on Craigslist and on eBay. Made our first fifty dollars, and then bought our a broken iMac, a broke broken MacBook. Then sold that uh, as a broken one. Then bought another one. And anyway, Wait, we, so you bought a broken one yeah, and sold, sold it broken. broken. You didn't even no the fix first it. one. No, we, we didn't even fix it. We just bought it and so I'm told them it was broken. You know, with full disclosure, so it's broken. But you know what? People know what they're talking about. And it had like a charger. The charger was worth eighty dollars, and the, they were only asking sixty dollars for the whole MacBook. So we knew it was was doing good. So we we sold that, sold the charger, made some money, bought another one, bought one with a broken screen, fixed the screen. Anyway, cut a long story short, we went, we did, uh, I think it was 12 deals to start with, 12 different uh, MacBooks or iMac computers, and got to the point where we made the $2,200 from nothing. Wow. And I documented my time, and I hadn't spent, every time I looked on Craigslist, every time I listed something on eBay, every time I showed someone the item, every time I drove to pick one up, I documented that time, and I was like $200 an hour, so it wasn't like I was <laughs> running around for $10 an hour, I mean, it was good money. Anyway, we made we made the money for the for the iMac, but instead of buying the iMac, I went I couldn't I couldn't face buying a consumer item, so I took that twenty two hundred dollars and I bought a used car, sold that, bought another one, sold that. <laughs> I, I bought and sold three or four cars, I think it was, and um, I bought myself a Mini Cooper S for like seventy five hundred dollars. Drove that around for the summer, and then I sold that, bought another one. To cut a long story short, I'm up to thirteen thousand now. Unbelievable. And I've just been doing this in my spare time now and again, an hour here, an hour there. And I'm showing people, you know, you can go from nothing. My, my goal is, is to buy a, a house for cash from literally a box. So you can go from nothing. And I've done this probably 
at least a dozen times where I'm at different things where I've got something for free, I've found something for free on Craigslist or someone's giving something away and I'll start with nothing and I'll turn it into five, ten thousand dollars This one's fully documented though. So that's my course, Buy, Sell, Repeat. It's a lot of fun. I tell people, hey, even the things in your basement and the things in your garage, the things in your attic, if you haven't used it for a year and it's not sentimental, then sell it. And a lot of people say, well, I tried eBay, I tried Craigslist, it didn't work. This course will help you, it will show you the pitfalls, it will show you how to be successful. With a few tweaks, you could be making money right away, in, literally in the first weekend you get it. Get the things out of your house, list them for sale, and start making some money. And then you know when that money comes in, Ryan, you can have more to give. So I'd really, really encourage people, you know, if they want, if they can send an email on a computer, they can definitely do this course. And it's 20 hours of video teaching, we've got actors on there. It's a lot of fun. So I think that they'd love that. So that's Buy Silver Repeat. It's on my website, terradesministries.com. That's terradesministries.com. And that course is, is available to listeners. But I love buying and selling things, Ryan. I love, I love making money. There's nothing wrong with having a job. I think it's very honorable to be employed and have a job. But you know what? If you can have something else going on, some, some multiple streams of income, right. and one of the ways you can have multiple streams of income is buying and selling things. And nowadays with the internet, every one of your listeners could have an eBay store or an Etsy store you know, for craft things or an Amazon store and have that side business. Takes them an hour or two in the evenings and they can make some good extra money on the side. So what something that I mean there's just so much in that that's amazing. I mean to review first of all, yeah. you started with literally empty boxes by a dumpster. Four empty boxes. Four by empty a dumpster, boxes yeah. and now you have thirteen thousand dollars from the process of multiple transactions yeah, of basically flipping things. Twenty one deals I think I'm up to. Twenty one deals yeah. and how what's the time frame on that? Uh, the time frame well Unfortunately, it's been like a year or so because I keep, it's just now and again. If I was to do it full time, I could have done that in a month or so. But it, it's taken me a year because it's just now and again when I have time. Like I might go two or three months of doing nothing. And then, like, oh, I better buy and sell some things again. But you've made that 13000 out of thin air within a year. Yeah. That's not, I mean, and you're not a guy with a whole lot of extra time right now. No, no, this is just this literally is like just... an hour here or there when I had some spare time. And right. like, so it's only like 21 deals. And I'm up to like $250 an hour. And I'm documenting <laughs> all my time. So even if I'm half wrong, and you know, it takes you two years, and you only make $7,000, and you only make $100 an hour, it's worth it. So get in the game, start to do things. And some of the deals were supernatural, right? I mean, one of the computers I bought, it was broken. It wasn't the first one. It was about the third or fourth one in. And my son fixed it. And he fixed it by fluke, and it worked great. And we like, we we like quadrupled. I think we bought it for sixty and sold it for like three hundred and something. And and people say we well, just got lucky. No, you have to be in the game to get those those so-called lucky strikes. They're not really luck. What it is when you're in the game now and again, you hit a, a jackpot. So you make you can make good money, and then now and again, bang, you make great money. You know what? So so, but I mean, even for. Let's just say you're doing it on your time. To, to turn $0 into $13,000 is technically right. an infinite return on investment. That's right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you've got that going for you. Yeah. But I mean, to turn that in your spare time into $13,000. Now, obviously, yeah, you're very practiced at this. The average person probably couldn't get the results that you have, but you haven't been doing this full time either. But my point is, God blesses what's in your hand and what Amen. you put your hand to. And there's that verse in, I believe, Deuteronomy, that the Lord your God will bless whatever you put your hand to. Yep. And that's really important because he will do that if we're doing it with his heart and speaking his word and believing that. But the key is you do need to put your hand to something. And it's not toil and it's not self-effort and labor, but it's faith to get in there. And you love this stuff. You're, you know, you're passionate about buying and selling and you've got a, you know, a real knack for it. And that might be a way somebody gets started, but it's not their overall thing. But one of the things I've mentioned in a lot of these podcasts is that whatever it is, God has given everybody a certain gifting, um, what I call they're uniquely brilliant in some aspect of life, whether right. it's something creative and a craft and you know business, 
ministry, words, whatever it is that God has gifted you with, there's something you can use. There's always something in your hand. And when you have even just that little seed, empty boxes by a dumpster in the example here, or lint or whatever it is, you put that in faith, believing God to increase it. And it is literally, the sky is the limit. There is, you know, he's a limitless God of resources. Every time we see a story of supernatural increase in the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament, there was always some sort of natural, they put their hand to something natural. You know, John 2, the water into wine, they had to have the water pots filled up. You know, an axe head in Kings, they threw a stick in, the axe head floated. The widow woman in 2 Kings mm-hmm. 4, she had to have oil and she poured the oil into pots. The other widow woman with the, with the meal and the flour. You know, the, the, the tax money in the fish's mouth, Peter had to go and cast the rod into the sea. That's right. The, the big fish, you know, the, the feeding the 5,000, they had the fish and they had the, the loaves they had to give over. So yeah, I totally believe that God uses what's naturally in our hands. Um, and you know, Deuteronomy, you were saying Deuteronomy 28, 8, it talks about the Lord will bless whatever you put your hand to, whatever you set your hand to. And there's multiple verses on this, you know, Deuteronomy 8, 18, Deuteronomy right. 8, uh, uh, chapter, eight uh, chapter 8, verse 18, says, he gives us the power to get wealth. That's right. And so many of us are guilty just praying to God, saying, God, help me, help my financial situation, but we're not willing to put our hands to something. And you know what? A hundredfold is zero, zero. We have to mm-hmm. put our hands to something. Give God an opportunity to work with it. Give God something to work with. And when we give God something to work with, it's amazing what he can do. He can increase. He can multiply. He can give us opportunities. But put your hand to something is what I tell people. That's right. Put your hand to something, praise God. It makes all the difference. Yeah, that's part of, you know, the tagline for this podcast is where the supernatural meets the practical. Mm. Right, good. because on the one hand, I see people who are so spiritually minded they're no earthly good, just praying, you know, waiting for checks to fall out of the sky. Right. On the other end of the spectrum, the other ditch, if you will, on that road, you've got people who are giving lip service to faith and prayer, but really just grinding it out under their own self effort and toil, which is not God His plan for us either. So right. there is that sweet spot where heaven meets earth. Amen. There is that intersection, and it's it's in that place where the natural meets the supernatural, where we co labor and partner with God and what He's given us to do. But there's results that we put, couldn't possibly get on our own. Amen. And it's so backwards of the world's way of thinking. You know, His ways are not our ways. His I thoughts love are not this, our thoughts. Ryan. I love this because it really is. It's the world's ways. The God's ways of doing things are completely opposite. You know, and it, I really relate to this because I moved from England in 2008 came to America and the first thing I realized Ryan you know I'm driving down the street and I'm on a four-lane highway and I look up and there's four cars <laughs> coming straight towards me and my first thought is what are these four idiots doing on the wrong side of the road <laughs> then I realized I'm driving on the wrong side of the road and I quickly realized you know your steering wheel's on the wrong side of the car you drive on the wrong side of the road I suddenly realized I'm in a different kingdom now you know, Colossians 1.13 says we've been translated from one kingdom to another kingdom, essentially. That's right. When we get born again, we, we change address spiritually. You know, we're ambassadors of Christ now. We're seated with him in heavenly places. Amen. We're just visiting the earth. So we're not part of the world system anymore, even though we live in the world. So how I look at it is God's ways of doing things are almost backwards to, to the world's ways of doing That's things. Right. You, know, you want to be first. God's kingdom says be last. Mm-hmm. You want to be the leader of all, be the servant of all. That's right. You know, you want so on and so forth. There's so many, someone someone wrongs you, you forgive them. You've got an enemy, you love them. These are all backwards right. to the world's way of thinking. And it's the same with finances, right? You know, Proverbs 11.24, I love this verse. Proverbs 11.24 says there's one who gives yet increases more. That's right. Yet there's one who withholds more than is right and yet leads to poverty. That's backwards. The world would say, get all you can. Can all you get and sit on the can, you know? They just say, get everything you can. But in the kingdom of God, by giving, that's how we increase. And Amen. ultimately, I tell people, it's, it's work, save, and give are the three most important things financially. How, what's your work ethic like? 
what's your stewardship like or how are you spending your money and then uh, uh, how is your giving you know i think work save and give but the, the key one of those is giving if you haven't got a giving mentality towards the lord you're not going to prosper god's way but it's it's opposite and i have to tell you one there's been times in my life where i'm like this doesn't make logical sense but because right. god's told me to do it i'm going to do it and praise god it's worked out great so work save and give i tell your viewers you know i've, I've got a book on that it's called thorns barns and oil jars it's, it's on my website and it's talking all about how the work of our hand is blessed, how we have to steward what we have and then how we have to give um, uh, to the Lord. And them three things, when you get them three things working together, praise God, like you said, it's limitless. The sky's the limit. God will bless you beyond you can imagine. And that's one of the things that I really the message that God has given me to share with people is that God gives us incredible results better than anything you could see but what's even more amazing than that is the way those results are obtained because like you said it's totally backward you know we've heard that probably a lot of people at Karis know if you have a need so or yeah if you have a need so a seed and that is like you know the, the world would say that's all I got I need to hold on to this no give right. that last little bit away right because that's not going to be enough anyways right like uh, multiply that many times over and see what comes back. And I think even, you know, not just necessarily in giving financially, but giving of your time, giving of your integrity, putting yeah. the customer first. You said earlier that you owned uh, a car dealership at one point. Yeah. And obviously used car salesmen are the literal epitome of the, you know, greasy totally. snake oil salesman. And where I'm from is Essex, England. Your, your UK viewers will appreciate this, but Essex used car salesman. That is like the cherry on the cake. <laughs> that is like the worst of the worst. So I was an Essex used car salesman and I started off just being a salesman. I didn't have my own lot to start with. And I went in as a salesman and um, you know what, they made fun of me because I wouldn't lie to the customers. And I would just tell the customers the truth and they said, you won't last long here. But then the sales started coming in and then people would come in when I wasn't there and they'd say, no, we're only dealing with Ashley. Wow. And, and the owners of the company realized, hey, if he won't lie to the customers, he's probably not gonna lie to us. That's right. So to cut a long story short, I was, you know, I did a good job. You know, I tell people, it doesn't matter what your boss is like, what the work environment's like, as long as they're not telling you to violate the word of God, Honor them, honor the position, honor your job, be thankful for your job, whatever it is, I don't care what your job is, be thankful for your job, because that's part of what you're saying, Ryan, that's giving, that's that's sowing that seed, that's saying, God, thank you for this job. Thank you that my, the works of my hands are blessed, even though it's in a job that I don't want to be in for long, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as unto the Lord. You know, I think right. it's Colossians 3.17, says everything we do, whether it's in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. So imagine the Lord's your boss, you're only working for him, and honor the position of your boss, and that's what I did, I honored my boss, I came in, did a good day's work, uh, operated with integrity, and within three years, I went from the lowly car salesman, the, 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 the first run on the ladder, within three years, they had the whole, I was running the whole business. It was, a large, it was a large car lot. I was managing the whole business in my 20s, and I was doing payroll. I was, I mean, the only people I was responsible to or answerable to was the owners, and they'd go on vacation for three and four weeks at a time and leave me to it. And we made a ton of money in that business, so much so when I left, they begged me to come back because it was almost like I brought the blessing with me. You know, it was so amazing. It was like Joseph and Potiphar a little it bit. It really was like a Joseph and Potiphar situation, or Obed-Even with the ark, you know. Right. And uh, it was amazing. But I tell people, whatever your job, God can bless you. It doesn't matter if you're making sandwiches, if you're flipping burgers, if you're in retail, whatever it is. God can bless you in your job if you'll let him bless you in your job. If you'll commit that work to the Lord and say, God, I thank you that my works in my hands are blessed. Pray for your boss. Pray for you that the company you're working for. Pray the blessings of God and expect supernatural things to happen. And it's amazing how you know Potiphar went, um, Joseph went from prison to the to the leader of the prison to the, and the, you know and then and then from the leader of the prison he went to the prime minister of the the most powerful nation in the world. You know, prime minister is basically the second most powerful man in the world. So whatever you're doing, whatever your viewers or listeners have got in their hands, 
You know what? Bless that. When Jesus took the loaves and the fish of the feeding the 5,000, right. he thanked God for them. That's, right. That's like me and you, Ryan, having a $200,000 debt and having a $20 note. Would we really say, thank you, Jesus, for this $20 note? Would we say, That's not enough. He had 15, 20,000 starving people, hungry people, and he had a few loaves and a few fish. And the first thing he did was thank God for them. That's right. So whatever your, your listener's situation is, however little money they have, or whatever seemingly small job or seemingly small business opportunity they have, start thanking God for that. Don't despise small beginnings. Start thanking God for that. Say, well, it's only going to make me $100. I need $1,000. No, thank God for that $100 and watch what you can do. And something else you said that's so important is that I think a lot of times we can get over-spiritual, we can kind of cloister off in a holy huddle away mm -hmm. from the world thinking that's spiritual. And what you said was pray for your boss. Pray for, mm -hmm. you know, this is a used car sales lot. These guys weren't known for their integrity. You already alluded to that earlier. Right. But you still pray for them. You still want their blessing. And it reminds me of where the Israelites were in uh, the days of... Babylon and right. Jeremiah and the, they were thinking oh God you're gonna bring us back to Israel it's gonna be great and he's like no 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 you, you get set don't just try to think you're gonna be here temporarily settle in mm -hmm. you're gonna be here for a while bless the city and in the city's prosperity you will have prosperity Amen. and so and Babylon wasn't exactly like you know no, no, the no. most <laughs> egalitarian humanitarian nation on the face of the earth at that point either. So a lot of your listeners will be praying for God to get them out of this situation. They right. don't like it, but in actual fact, God's got them there because it's like their mission field, and they're That's meant right. to be blessed. And remember this, Ryan: when Jesus went looking for the disciples, he didn't go to church. That's he right. didn't go to the synagogue. He went down to the fishing boats. That's he went right. down to the tax collectors. He went to the marketplace. He found his disciples, the ones that were busy working in the world, in the marketplace, running businesses, working for the government, working in these positions. That's where he found his disciples, not praying in church or in the synagogues. Right. That might upset some of your listeners, but I'm telling you, I believe two-thirds of God's name is go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just go and start doing something, and God will bless the work of your hands. We're often waiting on God, but I think God's waiting on us. So those business ideas... Those, those seemingly small, witty inventions you have, those things that you're thinking about buying and selling, whatever it is, do those things, and, and you know, the Lord will bless the work to your hands. That's right. You know, just last week I interviewed somebody who, the only reason she even got started was because she had a traumatic brain injury and mm. couldn't physically work a job anymore. And she was yeah. just in a state of desperation, and she just loved making little leather keychains and handcrafts around the house. And, you know, that started with people that actually, she would just give these away to bless people. She was in ministry school. And, you know, eventually people came to her and said, uh, I want, how much are these? I want to buy one. She said, oh, these aren't for sale, you know. But they, literally they had to, like, force her, like, no, we are literally not leaving here until we pay you for this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like finally guy got through to her, you know, yeah. like, hey, wake up. This is an opportunity. And now within a year, it's just incredible how her business has prospered. Awesome. And, uh, you know, there's so many different little things like that that I think people are just not really – they don't give it the credit that it's due because either it seems so natural, it may be too easy in their mind right. because it's just like, oh, this is just something I do on the side. Well, that might be the case and maybe there's a season for that, but maybe there's a time where you, God wants to increase that. I'm convinced that. we miss God looking for the spectacular. That's right. And I think we're looking for the spectacular, we're looking for the big business, we're looking for the big deal. And you know what? God is so humble, he will just he will come to us in natural things. Like you're saying, like this lady just making crafts. I know lots of people that make crafts, put them on Etsy, have their own eBay stores, things like that, and they sell good you know, good amounts of money. God's, God can come to us in ways, it's almost like we could miss him if we don't look out for him. And, and we need to thank God for those opportunities and start running with them and watch him increases. But yeah, don't miss God's supernatural because you're looking for the spectacular. God is rarely spectacular. He's supernatural, but he's not spectacular. Hmm. And he will come to you in natural ways. You know, the, go, the guy who was in a flood and he's, 
that someone came to a boat, you heard that one. You know, no, God's going to rescue me. And then an airplane, no, don't go away. God's going to rescue me. And then a helicopter, no, God's going to rescue me. And he dies and he gets to heaven and he said, God, I prayed. I thought he was going to rescue me. He said, I was. I sent him a boat, a helicopter and a plane. But he didn't recognize me. So God will use natural ways to get to us. And we need to make sure that we're not, um, we're not missing the natural things because we're looking for the spectacular. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that there's also a... Um you know, I wanted to talk about something you said because a lot of times people might miss it because they don't even expect to hear God. Mm. And one of the things you said at the very beginning was, you know, you felt like God told you to talk to Dan Dyer about right. this. And, you know, your wife said, I think God said this. Some people may not really believe that God speaks to them, that they mm. can hear that clearly from him. Could you talk a little bit about what does that look like? Because I think there's a lot of people are when they hear about, you know, the so-called prophetic right. and hearing from God, you know, it's, I know I had a lot of misconceptions of, oh, it's going to be like the spectacular thing. I'm going to black out and the Holy Spirit's going to overtake me and all right. of a sudden I'll come to and realize I've said all this stuff. Talk to us a little bit about what does it feel like to then, hear God's voice in that Some way? people think the, the prophetic's prophetic and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, mo the thing is, it's the most natural thing. Usually or always when God speaks to me, it sounds like me. Right. And it's Amen. because it's we're one spirit of the Lord, That's 1 Corinthians right. 6, 19. We're one spirit Amen. of the Lord. So it sounds like us. It's not a third person saying, Ashley, do this. <laughs> and it takes faith. And I tell people, it's, sometimes us preachers, if you like, get in trouble because we say, God told me this, God told me that. God told me in 2008, move to America. Well, he did. Looking back, I know he did. But at the time, I wasn't 100% sure it was God. I just had this feeling, had this impression that we should move to America. So... Your listeners got to understand, a lot of the time it will sound like them and it won't be spectacular. And they won't know 100% until they take that step of faith. God wants us to operate in faith. He wants us to tr trust Him. Right. So it takes faith to step out in the voice of God. But the voice of God, I mean, He can speak. The, the main way He speaks to us, Ryan, is through His Word. When you read the Bible, when you read His Word, He'll speak to you through His Word. And it's the safest way to hear God because He'll never contradict His Word. And then you can have an inner voice, you can have a witness, or you can have an impression, you can have a feeling on the inside. That's great. Other people can speak to you. God can use circumstances. He can use a lot of different things to speak to you. A couple of things to remember. He'll never contradict his word, whatever he says to you. So he won't say go and rob a bank to get income because that's going right. against his word, etc., right. etc. And, and you can ask God for confirmation if you need it. But again, don't look for the spectacular. Listen to the still, small voice and step out in faith. And you know what? It takes faith to obey God. And looking back, you say, yeah, God told me to do that. But at the time, you was like, is this me? You know, is this me? Is this the devil? Is this God? Or is this too much pizza? You know, what is this? <laughs> and, and you start to learn. The more you step out on God, the softer your heart will come to the things of God. And the more you can trust God with things. And, you know, he'll often do this with giving, right? And he'll say, give this amount of money. And our natural thought will be like, no, Get don't do me, it. Satan. Get behind me, Satan. I've done that. But our spirits on the inside are like, no, do it. It'll be good. And you do it, and the more you do that type of thing, the more you're obedient, the more you can trust God, and the more your heart will be softened to Him. The, 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 the opposite to that, the transverse to that, is if when we disobey God, our hearts get a little bit harder. And there's no condemnation or anything, but I've been there when I've disobeyed God, and looking back on it, I'm like, it was a little bit harder to hear Him the next time. It's like when you see your conscience. So I really encourage your listeners, unless it's life-changing and it's going to be devastating, if God asks you to do something, just go for it and do it. If it's a life-changing decision, you can ask God. He's patient. He loves us. You can ask him for confirmation. You can ask him for some more details. But if it's just the, the natural day-to-day -day things, when God tells you to do something, just go and do it. And I tell people this, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. If he's told you to do it, he has all the answers wrapped up in, in, in your obedience. So when you obey him, everything else will work out. 
And sometimes, Ryan, we think, I've got to see step three, four, and five right. before I make step one. No, right. God says, make step one, and the next part will, will, will come, you know, you'll get the next bit, and then you'll get the next bit. It's walking by faith, not by sight, right? And that's exactly and the how this podcast man. came to be at this point. Amen. Was, you know, never at the point. It was just one simple step. One step at a time, and God will show you the next thing. And that's been the story of my life the last, you know, 25, 30 years working the, uh, walking with the Lord, um, I guess 25 years. It's just been one step at a time. As I've stepped out and obeyed God, he'll show me the next part and the next part and the next part. And I think sometimes if he showed us everything, we'd freak out. That's right. We'd try and mess it up or we'd run away like like, like uh, Jonah did, right? right? So he shows us one step at a time. He's patient with us. He loves us. But remember this, he's only got good things for us. That's so good. And maybe some of your listeners don't have that personal relationship with God. I can tell them, you know what? A personal relationship with Jesus is what life is about. Amen. In fact, it says in one of the Gospels, unless you, you have the Son, you don't even have life. You don't even experience life without Jesus. So a personal relationship with Jesus is what it's about. And you know what the good news is? We don't even have to do anything. We just have to believe on Him, confess Him, and He loves us. And when we receive His love for us, that's what makes everything else work. Amen. And we, I love talking about finances, Ryan, but we know this. That's the least important thing in the kingdom right. of God. You know what? God's love for us and people is so important. So I'd like listeners to know that. You know, God loves them. Jesus loves them. He only has good things for them. And He wants them to prosper in every area of their life, not just financially. He wants them to prosper in every area of their lives. Praise God. Amen. That's so good. Uh, I think people just don't realize the goodness of God. That's one mm-hmm. thing that, you know, I'm getting my mind renewed to at Karis is just... He really is that good. It seems yeah. too good to be true. And I've heard that the word gospel, more accurately translated, would actually be the too good to be true news. That's right. Yeah. And it's scandalous because it just seems, too, you know, it's too easy. It's too effortless. Like, I can't really believe this. And not mm-hmm. that, you know, we will suffer persecution. That's promised. We, As you yeah. increasingly give up more of your life for him, he's going to up the ante, like you said. But it's uh, it's these things start off out of overflow it's not something yeah. we gotta grit and just Amen. you know like try to generate the and he only has good things for us that's right and really the secret of the gospel is the exchange life jesus did it all so that we can we can have you know second corinthians five twenty one says he became sin so that us through his sin could become the righteousness of god that was the exchange in first uh, peter two twenty four, it says he took stripes on his back so that we could be healed so he took the sickness we take the healing second mm. corinthians 8 and 9 it says that um he became poor so that for our sakes we might become rich through his poverty and that's talking right. about financial riches in context that whole chapter is talking about finances so jesus went out became poor for us took on poverty so that us through his poverty might become rich and it's the exchange life. You know, uh, um, in uh, Romans, I believe it's it's 5.37, or maybe, yeah, I think it's Romans 5, 5.37, or maybe 8.37, somewhere in Romans. <laughs> but it says, you know, in all things, we're more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, what does more than a conqueror mean? <laughs> you know what? I look at it like this. Imagine a heavyweight boxer. They're fighting the, other, the opponent, and they fight the opponent. They go 12 rounds, and they knock him down, and they lift up his arms and say, this is the heavyweight champion of the world. He's a conqueror. They give him a big golden belt. And they give him a purse, right? A million dollars, whatever, prize money. They hold his arms up and they say, this is the conqueror of the world. He's a conqueror. So that man's a conqueror. He conquered. And then his wife jumps in the ring. She walks across the canvas. She kisses him on the cheek and takes his million dollar prize money and goes down to the mall. Now, she is more than a conqueror. You see, Jesus has done it all, Ryan. He's he's provided our our righteousness, our healing, and our prosperity. And now us, through our relationship with Jesus, get all the spoils, praise God. It really is the nearly too good to be true gospel. It really is. And I love that about your ministry. You know, you had that Abundant Life Conference like you talked about earlier. 
And uh, so for people that want to connect with you, I think we yeah. talked about it before, but just give us a little bit of details how they can connect with your website or your ministry. TerraDesMinistries.com. So our website's TerraDesMinistries.com. You can email us through there. You can contact us through there. Find out when we're in a city near you. We have an Abundant Life program, TV program, and we air it every, thri- uh, every Friday evening at 6 o'clock, and that's 6 o'clock Mountain Time or 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, every Friday night, we have hundreds of people on there. It's a live show. It's me and my wife, Carly. We, we talk on faith and healing and prosperity and finances. You'll love it. So all you uh, listeners are welcome to join us there. We also put it on YouTube the next day. So go to our Facebook, um, Ashley Terry's Facebook or Carly Terry's Facebook. Go to our website, connect with us. Tell us your testimonies. Tell us your questions. We'd love to help you. And we'd love to help you live the abundant life. You know, John 10.10, Jesus said he came to give us life and life in its fullness, abundant life. Amen. And we believe God wants everyone to have an abundant life. Praise God. I've seen this work in Africa, in Asia, South America. I've seen it work in prison cells, Ryan. This abundant Mm. life will work wherever the situation is. If you will believe in God, you can experience his abundant life. So connect with us today, terrydaysministries.com. would love to hear from you. Yeah, and you know what I love about you guys' ministry is that you're living this out. This isn't just theory and preaching or something you heard. Like, you're, you know, as we've talked about, these mm-hmm. testimonies, they're your testimonies, they're real. We haven't even talked about all the amazing healing testimonies that Carly's had. But You'll have to have Carly on another that's time. That's right, we'll have to have her on. Testimonies healed of epilepsy and our daughter healed with two weeks to live and all sorts of things, yep. So you God guys is are so truly good. living out that supernatural gospel of the kingdom of God that restores and redeems every aspect of our lives. And mm-hmm. it's such a blessing to be able to see that, just the inspiration to see this really is real in somebody's life. It's one thing to hear about it, to read about it in the Bible, but to actually see somebody living it out is really, that's why I, I choose to use testimonies as the way to communicate this message because it's so powerful Amen. and there's something spiritual about that as well. So thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for coming on the show and everything you've done with the ministry and at Karis and now your own. It's just, a, it, even that you're launching out on your own ministry is amazing to see that, how God has increased you guys and prospered you and the amazing things he's doing through you guys to reach people. So Amen. we're blessed to speak blessing over you. One thing I like to do at the end of the show is here on record make a declaration about the future that has not yet speaking those things that are not as though they are Amen. and then you can have this as you know that one of those smooth stones or one of those you know memorials that they set up in Israel so right. what's something you're working on right now that you really believe in in your heart that we can declare right now and you can come back to you later well I, our ministry um, I, be, I believe that God had, had me believe for 300 partners for our ministry so our ministry we don't take a salary from that all the ministry money goes back into ministry uh, oh, I have wow. I take money from my coaching I have a coaching company I, I do the buying and selling and I do online training and things like that so that's where my money comes from I have four profits but the non-profit the territory's ministries that just rolls back into the ministry wow. and I felt the Lord say believe for 300 partners we've only been going for a few months and we're up to 150 partners wow, already. so we're halfway God. there we're like 148 I think so we're very close to halfway there so I'm, I'm believing for 300 partners very quickly so I believe we can we can believe for that I'm also believing that the buying and selling will continue so we can buy our second house for cash and that'd be really great. We want three houses, one for each of our kids when they grow up. Amen. We have three children. So there's a couple of things there we can we can believe for. And ultimately, I'm always believing for the body of Christ to prosper like they've never prospered before, to be able to mm. give more than they've ever given, and to be able to to be able to be blessed, to be healed, whole, and abund- and have live the abundant life. Praise God. So. Amen. Well, we're believing in that in unity right now. Amen. We're into Matthew 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to have you back on the show later when all these things have come to pass, plus more. Amen. So thanks Amen. again, Ashley. Thanks for having me, Ryan. I thank all you listeners for listening. I'd love to hear from them. So thanks for having me on, Ryan. It's been fun. Absolutely.
Thanks for listening to this episode of A Better Way Podcast with Ryan Haley. For more information and to discover more episodes, visit abetterwaypodcast.com or search us in iTunes, TuneIn, or any of your favorite online audio sites. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email at ryan at abetterwaypodcast.com. Have a suggestion for who we could interview next? Let us know on our website. Finally, A Better Way is listener-sponsored. Help us to further the message of Kingdom Entrepreneurship by supporting us financially. You can give online on our website, abetterwaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.